Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, founder and CEO of Tribal Knowledge Podcasting, and my guest is Cindy O'Keefe, VP of Marketing and Business Development at Gorilla Logic. Cindy, thanks so much for your time. It's great to have you on the podcast. Nice to be here, Jeremy. So say a few words about Gorilla Logic. Gorilla Logic helps clients build custom web, mobile, and enterprise applications. We provide agile teams and product development expertise through Nearshore Engineers. Excellent. Now, I usually ask people to say a fun fact about themselves, but I think I found one on your company bio <laughs> where it says that you swam with great white sharks, which is we awesome, did. and you survived that. I assume it was a, a safe thing to do, but what, just what was it like? How close did you get to a great white shark? Uh, arm's length to a wow. great white shark. We were, it was really quite exhilarating. We were in Seal Island off the coast of South Africa for a friend's wedding. Um, that's actually where a lot of the footage that you see on Discovery Channel for Shark Week is filmed. Um, the cage, though, is actually right up against the boat. Okay. So you're not, we weren't sort of floating freely in the, the depths of the ocean, um, which seems pretty tame until you're actually in the murky water and then you do feel pretty vulnerable. Um, we had several sharks swim right up to the cage and then turn at the last minute, which was cool. Uh, but there was one 16-footer that came straight at the cage. And instead of turning, he just opened wide and chomped right down on the cage. Um, it was so close, I could see right down you know, his throat and count his teeth. Wow. And sort of in the corner of one eye, I could see my precious you know, daughter. <laughs> and you know, out of the other eye was his big mouth and the distance between... Her face and the shark's face was probably, you know, two and a half, three feet. Wow, that's wild. That sounds like something you won't, you, you never forget. <laughs> you never forget. It was very funny because my daughter loves sharks. She thinks that they are beautiful, misunderstood creatures. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily feel the same way, <laughs> but it was a wonderful experience for all of us. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Maybe we can just talk about that instead of... <laughs> I have more questions, but we'll move on. We'll move on. Sure. Okay. So now Gorilla Logic is all about agile software development. And, you know, that's a common practice in the software world. But I want to talk about how you and your marketing team use agile, strat the agile approach in marketing. But first, sure. for our listeners who are not familiar with agile, just briefly, what is that? Sure. Agile is an approach for developing software. It was uh, codified in 2001 with something called the Agile Manifesto. Prior to that, organizations would spend months and months gathering requirements. Then that team would hand them off to another group for development. And then they would do their dev kind of you know, behind the wall. And then they'd hand it off to others to do quality assurance and deployment and everything. It was a very slow, non-collaborative process, um, which often led to outdated features, frustration, and expensive rework because the group gathering requirements, that would take months and months. And then by the time the thing was actually built, it could be six to nine months later and the market, you know, had shifted and there wasn't yeah. really an efficient way to keep that project, you know, current as they were going along. Agile development is a methodology with specific ceremonies, uh, like daily stand-ups, designed for flexibility, transparency, collaboration, and speed. And at its core, it really is a mindset. When you start talking about Agile, you'll hear talk, people talk all the time about the Agile mindset. Um, and it's important to embrace that mindset. And as the manifesto defines, Agile Dev values individuals and interactions over processes and tools. It values working software over comprehensive documentation. 
customer collaboration over contract negotiation, and values responding to change over following a plan. Mm-hmm. And so those are pretty big differences from the traditional waterfall method. That makes sense because it, it really aligns just what with the term agile means, just the, the word that we normally use, being light on your feet, being adaptable, and so on. Right? Exactly. So um, now you shared with me a blog post that your sales team wrote about how you guys, the marketing team, have adopted the agile approach. So first, what led to you guys doing that? Yeah, so when we first started, the the marketing team at Gorilla was using something called a Trello board. It's a product by Atlassian, who also produces um, Jira, which is a big um, tool often used in agile software development. Uh, we were using um, a Kanban board style approach, but it was more towards um, like a, just a very elaborate to-do list. And it was something that the team would go through um, every morning and it was just, you know, ticking off the boxes, but it was, it was good. And it was a good way for everybody to know what was going on as, as the program evolved and we got more sophisticated and added more people, it got a little bit more complex and we wanted to evolve the way we were doing it. I had read uh, a blog post by someone from actually rally. I think they'd been at rally software talking about, um, agile marketing. Mm-hmm. And so I looked into that. I liked the post. I reached out to the author. We had coffee. Um, I got really inspired and he had talked about an organization called agile Sherpas who does training. And so we met with one of their, I think it's, I think she's one of their co-founders and really liked what she was talking about. And, uh, four members of our team went and got the training and, and we were just all in from there, uh, mainly because we knew that we wanted to do more things, more sophisticated things, and that the collaboration was, was even more important. The right hand always needed to know what the left was doing. Uh, another thing that's interesting with marketing that is different from software development is we have more unplanned work mm. just by the nature of requests coming in. And so we needed a way to pragmatically make those trade-offs and be able to track and have a sense of how much can we do in a, a given period of time, rather than just feeling like we always have to say yes, or being able to say yes with good consciousness about what that means. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been on marketing teams. So like when, and you're totally right, stuff will just come up and it can easily throw you off what you were already doing or just cause chaos. And it, and so it sounds like the agile approach is like, okay, let's find a way to be ready for those things and be yep. able to build them in without getting totally off track. Yeah. It's a couple of things. So we do build in a certain amount of unplanned work with what we do. So in our approach, we do a sprint planning. Our sprints are a month long. And at the beginning of the next month, we look at all of the tasks or cards that are in our backlog. We ascribe story points to each one of those. And we know that as a team in a, in a month where there's not a lot of vacation or a short month or something, we know how many points we generally can do mm-hmm. um, and accommodate a certain number of points for unplanned work. And so if someone comes and there's a really big thing that they want us to do. We can look at that and talk to them and whether it's a sales leader or whether it's one of my colleagues on the exec team and just say, great, we can do that, but we need to trade something off. 
-hmm. you know, would you be okay? Is this more important than this other thing? And then, so they're part of that decision-making and prioritization. Yeah. Okay. Um, So it's more collaborative. You're making informed decisions instead of just reacting in the moment. Exactly. Yeah. Now you mentioned sprints, which is a key concept in agile, but let's go back for a second. Explain what a sprint is and then what that looks like for your team. Sure. So a sprint is a time boxed chunk of work in software development is often a, a two week time frame. Uh, for marketing, just by the nature of the work, um, a month works better for us. So at the beginning of a sprint, we go into our Trello board and we can look in, uh, we have a board in there that is just backlog, which means things that we know that we want to do or need to do. Some of it can be um, items that have been placed in there a while ago. For example, uh, coming into April, we have several events this month. And so we've been putting cards in that backlog of things that we need to do uh, in order to support those events. Uh, other things might be items that we just know that we want to do and we want to work on and, and now seems like a good time. And then we go through and we see, is there any work from the March sprint, the previous sprint that has been left over that needs to carry on? Are there things in the backlog that are more urgent? So we have a rating of how that looks. We push everything into that sprint. We total up the cards, the value of the cards, those story points I mentioned. And oftentimes it is more story points than we know that we can do in a month. Um, And so then we have to go back and look at, is there something in here that maybe we can break into a smaller piece Mm -hmm. and push some of it to May? Are there things that we really don't need to do quite yet? Uh, You know, what are the trade-offs? And so we go through that so that we have a plan that we feel very solid about. Okay. So it sounds like, and just to clarify, that sprint doesn't necessarily mean going really fast or hurrying through things. It sounds like it's more time management, like, like you said, bringing things into chunks and then being able to organize as you go. Yeah. It's being really smart and efficient and a lot of transparency. So ultimately we are able to deliver a lot more because there's just so much more clarity. So for example, one of the efficiency pieces is working in Trello. Each task has its own card as we call them. And in that card, it has uh, who are the people that are going to be involved with completing this task? What are the, the reference resources they might need to know about? For example, is there a spreadsheet they might need to reference? Is there artwork that they need to reference? And we can attach all of that to the card so that people aren't having to hunt around or send emails um, to do anything. They know if they're working on supporting a particular campaign or aspect of a campaign, everything they need to know is going to be right in that, that card. So another thing I kind of alluded to is it keeps all this stuff out of email. So we just put, if we have a question about something, uh, if we want to comment on something, we do it all in that Trello card and we'll get an alert if we're mentioned in a card and we respond there. And so the history of everything, the conversation, it's all there. Right. So it sounds like the overall effect is to actually speed things up. It's just that you're not hurrying, but even just not doing more email, that's huge. Yeah. And it takes a lot of the anxiety out of it because for example, one of the things that that the sprint planning does is you're really clear about, again, this idea of how many points you can do in a sprint. And so, for example, going into April, I have 
two of my team members that are um, taking vacation. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of two weeks of vacation, you know, people hours. Well, we're not going to be able to have as many points in that sprint, are we? Mm. Yeah. And the same thing, you know, if you think about December, when everybody's off the, you know, for the last half of December. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we can calibrate that rather than just continuing as if, you know, business as usual and then just feel super stressed or like somehow we missed the mark Yeah, when we more... were never going to hit something anyway, if nobody was in the office. Right. So you're more in control of, of what you're doing and, and right. I mean, it, the stress relief part of it sounds like a real, like a huge benefit because in marketing, yes. I mean, it can be very stressful when you always feel like you're falling behind or you're hearing from sales, like, where's that thing that you told us you'd have and everyone's exactly. getting all pissed off. Yeah. And part of that, too, the other things that sort of reduce the stress is so one of the the ceremonies that we talk about in Agile is a daily stand-up. And that Mm is a 15-minute meeting where everybody on the team uh, gets on a call. We do it as a Zoom call. We have our cameras on because we do like seeing each other and Mm -hmm. we're a very social team anyway. But we go around and we talk about um, uh, what did you get done yesterday? What are you planning on focusing on today? And do you have any blockers? In other words, what is impeding your progress? And then you've got the team that can maybe help uh, brainstorm some things mm-hmm. now you, and, you, and you get support. You, a few times you mentioned points. Can you yeah. just explain what that is? Yeah. So uh, story points, it's not an absolute sort of value of something. It's more an assignment that helps us have a relative understanding of how big a chunk of work is. Mm. So our Story points go uh, kind of like a Fibonacci sequence. So one, two, three, five, you know, et cetera. We go all the way up to 21. Um, and so something that is, I can do it by just maybe sending an email or I just have to go into Salesforce and change one thing. That's one point. If there's something that's going to involve several conversations with someone, maybe sending out a draft, getting feedback, that might be more like, Eight points, uh, okay, uh, or even more. We do regular blog posts, and the the person in charge of that knows that, uh, in general, for her, those blog posts are eight points, and so she'll have a card for each of those blog posts, and it's eight points. Sometimes, if there's something more involved with it, she might bump it up a few, to the next level. Okay, um, I but see. that That's way, cool. everything so has a point value. So it's like a way of quantifying tasks or, or projects so that you can right. so that you can more accurately say like well let's table that one for now because we know that so-and-so is going to be on vacation like you said that sort of thing exactly okay. the other thing too is if we talk about something and this was something that we learned i mean it, it's definitely part of agile methodology but i think for your own team you you start to figure out um what is appropriate for your team is you really want to break things down into the smallest workable task. So for example, when we talk about a campaign, um, we used to think, oh, we need to uh, do a new intent-based campaign in our ABM uh, program. Mm -hmm. And it would be, wow, a lot of points. And the maximum points that we have is 21. Um, But we'd feel like, wow, that should be even more than that. Well, actually there's, you break it down into the component parts. Mm -hmm. And so the campaign is the overall project, but there are separate tickets that my content team has to work on. For example, they have to think about what is the new messaging 
that we want to go with with this campaign? Who are those audiences? Uh, they have to actually write the copy. They have to design the ads, all of those mm -hmm. things. So right there, there's probably a half a dozen different cards. And then on the DevOps, uh, sorry, on the um, digital ops side, they're thinking about, okay, how do we fine tune the audience that we're going to put this in front of? How do we set that up? Um, how long do we want this to run? And then my marketing analyst also has cards to think about what are the KPIs for this particular campaign? What did we learn from the last campaign? So you can see there's not one card that's 21 points, but there's a lot of smaller cards that are probably anywhere from three to eight points. Yeah. And we can spread that out. So you can spread out that workload. And some of those points actually would have been done in March and some of them will be done in April. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Right. Because there's a lot of moving pieces to any any marketing campaign worth its salt. Right. Exactly. And this sounds like a really great way to just, again, get like a bird's eye view of all those things and, and then and, and then relieve some of those frustrations or avoid some of those frustrations that if you're not on top of it, you're like, well, wait a minute, you were supposed to do this. And where is that? And I'm that always happens. Right. Right. But this is a way to at least smooth that process out a little bit. Right. It's really nice, too, because for me as the, the lead for the team, it also keeps me from micromanaging. I don't tend to be a micromanager anyway, but I do have a very healthy relationship with control. Yeah. <laughs> um, so rather than bugging my team, if I'm curious about something, I can just go into the Trello board and take a look at it. For example, yesterday there was a piece of content that I know got finalized. I'd seen it in the early stages. Rather than emailing someone and bothering them, I just went into the Trello board, looked at the content, was happy with it, you know, and, and that was that. And then just kind of went into Slack and gave some kudos to the people that worked on it. That's awesome. And again, like you didn't have to write an email to the whole group like, hey, where are you guys on X? Exactly. And then everyone responds and it's just a big mess and some people don't respond. That's really cool. All right, Cindy, there's so much more we want to talk about. And you, you, you have a hard stop in like two minutes. So final thoughts for listeners who want to adopt an agile process to improve their marketing work workflow. What's the crucial first step? I would say read the blog post because that'll help give you some context. There's a lot of good other material out there. The Agile Sherpas website has phenomenal content. I think, as I mentioned, that was so, so a blog post that came from there was one of the places that got me initially inspired. Um, starting with the daily sprints, I think, is a good a good place. 15 minutes every day, your whole team being uh, pretty disciplined about just everybody goes around really quick. What they work on yesterday? What are they focused on today? Do they have any blockers? Try to get people... This isn't a time where you want to impress everyone with how long your to-do list is. It's kind of that high level, I'm working on this blog post, or I need to define the campaign audience kind of a thing. It's not the laundry list of all the meetings that you have. Um, and so just there is a good place. Um, if, if you think it's really interesting, I think taking the training is, is a great idea. Okay, awesome. It's, it's, well, a, it's a pretty reasonable cost, and it will... I mean, this has been transformative. We are a very sophisticated, high-performing marketing team. Mm -hmm. That's part of why our sales team loves us, which doesn't happen often. And I would say this is a, a big part of the reason why. Awesome. 
Well, there's so much more to talk about. Maybe we can do part two. I'm serious. Sure. Like, we skipped like half the questions, but I, maybe we'll set that up. Anyway, Cindy, thank you so much for a great discussion. You are more than welcome, Jeremy. It's been a pleasure. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. You know you want to. If you're a marketer or an internal communicator and you're interested in podcasting, we've got tons of free resources on the website at tribknowledge.com. That's T-R-I-B knowledge.com. Thanks for listening and staying engaged.